just continue on. It will, no matter what you're going through at the time, whether it's good or bad, there's always going to be a next wave. So persistence gets you where you need to be and your principles will guide you in how you get there. Welcome to the Sask Entrepreneurs Podcast. Each week, we bring you an interview featuring an entrepreneur or business leader in the Saskatchewan province. We dive into their journey, lessons learned, and views on the outlook of the Saskatchewan business market. This episode is brought to you by 2Web. Growing your business online is overwhelming. At 2Web, we make it simple. Our agency has helped over 700 businesses and nonprofit organizations grow through digital marketing. Learn more and reach out to us at 2Web.ca. Welcome to today's episode of Sask Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have Karen Smith, who is the CEO at Better Business Bureau serving Saskatchewan. Karen currently serves as board member of the Regina Community Clinic, Access Communications Cooperative, on the Saskatchewan Advisory Board of the Institute of Corporate Directors and on the board of Saskatchewan New Home Warranty Program. Karen is also a member of the Leaders Council at the Hill and Levine's Schools of Business at the University of Regina. The background is quite diverse here, Karen. So why don't we start with your personal backstory? How did you end up at BBB? And we can get this rolling. Awesome. Well, so glad to be here. In uh, 2015, I started at the Better Business Bureau. And that was after a, a varied background, but I think it was all the right mixes of skill sets that needed to happen to be the CEO of the Better Business Bureau. Just before I joined, I, for 10 years, I was on the board of the Workers' Compensation Board. And that was a full-time position, an unusual spot in all of Canada, a little bit different than most of them. Received some experience and training in administrative tribunal work. And that's also where I polished up my skill set for directorship. So with through the McMaster program of uh, chartered director. And so I have my designation from that back in, uh, I think it was in 2009. Certainly that gives me the experience needed to sit on the boards that I am right now and to make sure that the board of directors that governs the Saskatchewan Better Business Bureau is uh, following governance best practices too. Before that, I started off in accounting and then switched to HR. And in between, also uh, established some programs, insurance programs, and uh, was heavy into business development. So they're kind of a combination background that put me in good stead to do the work of the Better Business Bureau. Can you talk about your current role right now at the BBB? I mean, obviously, you've been there for quite a few years now. Basically, I know that when I started my business back in 2004, the first thing that I did was I actually signed up for the BBB back then. And it's been a great asset to my company here at uh, 2Web. So how can businesses take advantage of services that you provide? And what does the BBB stand for? Oh, that's a really great question. And so glad that you've had a positive experience with the Better Business Bureau. The Better Business Bureau itself has been around for well over 100 years. And it started back in the 1800s, business people getting together as they wanted to self-regulate and try to instill more trust in the marketplace. And really, our the overall mission has not changed. We still wish for a marketplace where buyers and sellers trust each other. The history of the BBB 
is really longstanding. Its first foray into Canada was in Montreal back in 1926, Manitoba in 1929, and Saskatchewan opened up an office 1981. Although it, it has an international presence, there are local shops so that businesses and consumers can open the door and have conversations, you know, figure out how they want to use that, that trust component. We believe that trust matters and it matters in everything. So some of our programs deal with trying to build that awareness piece for both businesses and employees of businesses, which then led us down the path of even how, you know, we have ethics programs and certification, continuing education credits that can be used with other industries. Because, you know, in the world that we have now, continuing education credits that are that target ethical behavior are so important and they're usually a, a core part of various professions. It doesn't matter if you're a, a lawyer or an accountant or some other kind of designation. There's usually a component that you're required to have so many hours in ethical training every year. So we have programs that will help both businesses and employees to meet that demand. With regards to the services that BBB provides, obviously there is the accredited listing as well as uh, I believe that every business does get a BBB profile. Is that correct? Or how do those two listings differentiate? First of all, the uh, Better Business Bureau has a patented algorithm that creates a rating for businesses. And the, this rating structure is based on standards that are applied against the business. So you're not compared to other businesses, but rather you're compared against these eight standards that are used to create a, a rating anywhere from an A plus to an F. Now, we believe that the ratings that are most important for businesses is, are to maintain at least a B rating. That's important for consumers to see that. And when I say consumers, to us, it does not matter whether it's a business-to-business deal or if it's a consumer-to-business deal. You're still in the form of a buyer and a seller. So we service that whole criteria, that whole marketplace piece, no matter who the buyer or the seller is. Uh, so with that, yes, we give free business profiles to businesses. We have some tools that will help a business who is not accredited to at least abide by the general pieces of ethical and legal behavior so that they can get as high of a rating as possible. Those businesses that step up their uh, the criteria and sign an agreement that they will honor these processes every year, they will allow us to audit those every year. Uh, they also then have full use of the BBB accreditation seal or logo, if you will, we protect our brand by making sure that the only ones using that are ones that have signed the licensing agreement. And that's also how we're funded. We don't get government grants. The membership itself is who supports our nonprofit organization. And we're governed locally through the Nonprofit Act. And we have our own set of bylaws, our own board of directors that are taken from locally elected business people. That's who we reach out to. That's the ones that help to guide our the day-to-day -day oversight role for 
businesses in the in the community. Yes, there's free business profile, but you could step it up and help to support our causes. If we didn't have those accredited businesses supporting us, we wouldn't be able to do some of the other things that we do, like have staff on hand that can help with complaints resolution, mediation, arbitration, give them advice on improving their customer reviews, their search engine optimization. The scam tracker database is separate. It's also crowdsourced. And we create prevention materials that we can then distribute to both businesses, nonprofits, and consumers to help keep them safe. It's about being safe in the marketplace, trusted in the marketplace, and we want to have a positive effect on improving the economy. I do want to talk about the other point you made about reputation and and managing those complaints as well. And I think it's absolutely critical, especially in today's world, when people are doing their research online. Most consumers, they're Googling the business, they're trying to find the reputation of the company. It really matters if you actually have obviously positive reviews, and it can have a significant negative impact if you have negative reviews. When it comes to complaint resolution, how do you assist that? Because I see from the listings that you have on for the businesses that you are able to file a complaint and you're able to respond to complaints. So how does that process work? So first of all, we are more than happy to help with complaints with businesses, whether you're accredited with us or not. And if you don't have a business profile when something happens, then we'll create one and help you to walk through that whole process. We see ourselves, first of all, as matching up the buyer and the seller so that they can have a conversation. Sometimes whoever the buyer is, is uncomfortable approaching the business or doesn't know that that's what they should do first. So the first piece is also is always an awareness one. If at all possible, we prefer to do things online because it speeds up that process. You know, if you waited for the mail delivery, three to five day delay would ensue every time a piece of material was moved back and forth. So we we have an online forum that helps us to maintain that. And we don't publish anything until the issue has been closed off. And so by closed off, most of the time they're resolved. We have a really high resolution rate. Uh, Over 70% of our complaints that we handle are resolved within 30 business days. And we can do that because of, you know, the quickness that we can resolve matters. And and most of the time, businesses and, and consumers want to resolve the issue. They want to move on. Sometimes it can be something really small and something more long-term. The other thing that I think we offer, it's an independent view of the, the situation. And we also want it to be timely. So complaints have to be in writing. We need to know what it is you're asking for. And it has to be within a one-year time period. It's not fair to either party if you're dragging things on. Now, there are exceptions if it happens to be something that is dealing with a warranty issue, for example, some kind of a written warranty that was provided by the business. We're happy to deal with those on an ongoing basis as well. If we come to a sticking point and we just can't reach resolution, we also have 
an agreement to use the dispute resolutions of uh, the alternative dispute resolution in Saskatchewan. And they're part of a national network of trained mediators and arbitrators. And we use them so that it's something separate from us. It's an independent party that's just going to look at the issue that has happened and is going to help the the two parties to resolve their issues. I believe that we have a fairly successful resolution rate. It's high, and for it to be resolved in a 30-day time period, over 70% in a 30-day time period, is really good. They're all eventually resolved. We probably only have about anywhere from one to three a year that go on to the more formal dispute resolution method. I realize, uh, you know, obviously we we deal with a lot of Google reviews uh, when it comes to uh, the Google business profile. And a lot of businesses, they really promote that aspect about leaving, having their customers leave Google reviews. But I know that when clients or customers leave negative reviews, I mean, you can be an anonymous user and leave a negative review on a business. And unfortunately, you cannot do much on Google reviews. But in this case, you are actually collaborating directly with that has had the negative experience or the positive one and ensuring that there's a resolution in place. And then I believe that result or outcome is then posted publicly on the profile too. Yes. So customer reviews, a little bit different than the complaint process. Of course, the complaint process is, for the most part, negative. Something negative has happened and there needs to be a resolution. But you'll always be able to find that information once it's closed off on our website on that for that business itself. And we retain that for three years, and it becomes part of the calculation of their rating as well. With customer reviews, we follow a similar process in the beginning. So they have to be in writing. We have to know who you are. It's not anonymous. We won't necessarily publish all the information about the individual that's filing the review, but we look for an indication that it is a true customer review. In other words, you've had a marketplace relationship with that business. So we don't just take it and publish it. We take it, give it to the business for them to verify that there was a marketplace relationship, and then get their response. And by far, the number of customer reviews that we have are mostly positive. It probably sits at a close to 85% are positive reviews. So the response is usually just positive in return, and then it gets published once it's verified. And you may ask why we want verification. Well, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, it is not a review if you're getting paid for it or if you're a relative of the person and you really haven't had a marketplace relationship. If any of those happen, it's now a sponsored ad. So it has to be published as that. It can't be published as a customer review. And oftentimes people don't know that. Sometimes businesses don't know that there's um, marketing firms that will say, we'll get you positive reviews. We'll buy them for you. Well, they're not customer reviews anymore. They have now turned into a sponsored ad. And they don't carry as much weight for the buyer as a true customer review does. So we get the customer review in, it goes to the business, they verify that it was a relationship existed. If it happens to be a negative or a neutral review, the business will often then provide some kind of remedy for the consumer and ask to engage again. So we'll 
participate in that and help them to resolve whatever the issue is. Or perhaps instead of it being a negative review, it should have been handled as a complaint and we'll have a discussion with the consumer about that and maybe direct it off into that realm so we can assist with the remedy. But we do look for making sure that it really is a marketplace interaction. We don't want a competitor to be posting negative reviews, and we don't want family members posting positive reviews when, in both cases, the marketplace relationship did not exist. That's interesting. I mean, because, you know, my agency has been a member of BBB for so many years, I have to say that, full disclosure, you know, we did go through this process about 10 years ago. It's interesting. We've never had a negative review, but there was one particular instance where you know, a customer did decide to go to the Better Business Bureau and leave a negative review for Two Web, our agency. I recall how thorough that process was. I mean, from my personal experience, I was humbled by the rigorous back and forth that actually happened as an intermediary. You know, you were able to resolve and basically gather all the details. So we provided all, I remember at that time, my team had provided all the email communication, how we collaborated, the times, and basically, you know, each aspect relating to the complaint that was received. And at the end of that whole ordeal, which was within 30 days, two to three weeks, we were able to get that review, basically respond to it, resolve it, and get that negative review off our listing. So since then, I've been a big advocate of being part of the BBB and, you know, working with, you know, especially in our clients, working with businesses and how they can improve their business uh, reputation online to really help them promote their reputation and using BBB as a channel to do that. So that's from my perspective, you know, it was a really positive experience. And I think that every business should take advantage of being part of a network like this. That's the words we want to hear. Thank you. <laughs> we have a small staff, so we have to do as many things as we can in a, an efficient manner with helpfulness and kindness. And so and I, it sounds like that's some of the experience that you've received. So that's good. I'm really glad to hear that. Absolutely. And, you know, I compare that with, you know, what happens with Google today, because you can't really do that kind of collaboration with Google to be able to get a a negative review off your listing, which can be posted by an anonymous user. And that's the big challenge. It's really insightful to see then and understand how your process is. And also having gone through that process, I can really um, advocate this towards other businesses and, and really be a testimony to your uh, thorough process. So with regards to how BBB looks like in the next decade, where do you see it evolve? I believe that we're going to more and more be moving into a place where we're, we're going to be able to use uh, artificial intelligence to better understand the businesses that are in, in the marketplace and add that as part of the feature to improve the rating process that BBB has. We know that buyers use our system. They appreciate the positiveness. But they also get alerted to any negative things that may happen as well. So in addition to that, I, I believe that the, our rating system will be changed. We're starting to do some preliminary pilot work on how that will look. But it's to reflect what in board governance we call the ESG, so environmental, social, and governance uh, objectives that businesses will 
in some cases, they have to report already. If you're, if you know, if you happen to be a publicly traded company, you may already be delving into this. But collecting that information and adding that, uh, supplementing our rating system so that we can reflect that. So, for example, in practical terms, what does that look like? Well, it might be the kinds of things as a business that you participate in that do have a social good to them. And whether it's something to do with the environment or climate change or something related to something that's local in your community, whether it's participating in, you know, let's say it's Habitat for Humanity builds. And we have a lot of businesses that are involved in either home building or the trades that are affiliated with that. So we often see that kind of, of thing happening. Or, you know, at different holidays, uh, you know, a Halloween patrol or Christmas Santa gifts or whatever it might be. But recognizing that ethics side of the equation more fully. And that, that's one of the reasons why we embarked on the ethics training is that we knew that eventually we were going to be measuring this in the marketplace as well. So you can't have an ethical business if you don't have ethical employees. And you don't get ethical employees if our youth aren't trained in the difference between ethical and non-ethical behavior. You know, and it can be very simple, even as adults. For example, there are people that you may sit down and have a coffee or a beverage with of some kind and some of those people you would trust with your wallet and others you wouldn't. And there's a reason for that. So and it's what we as humans, we observe, what we hear, what other folks do or don't do. And that determines how much we actually trust them. When you, If you expand that to the marketplace, it's the way that you're treated when you come into a business or when you're doing something with a business online. Can you trust that business? And we would we hope that our rating system helps consumers to make a decision on that before they do business with a business. What do you love about working with businesses in Saskatchewan? I love that they are so open to learning new things and not just for the straight bottom line. This is going to improve my business. It's the community aspect. We have so many new entrepreneurs out there that are adding pieces that do social good, whether it's uh, planting a tree or buying shoes or donating socks, or they have a social good to their business as well. There's something with it. And even if you can't do something like that, you can be part of the BBB. And then by association, you're helping prevent scams. We wouldn't be able to do the work we do in scam prevention without the support of all the businesses that participate. Like I said, we're a small nonprofit. For us to be able to maintain a database website that uses crowdsourced scam information or publishing pamphlets and books, uh, doing workshops, we couldn't do that without the businesses supporting us. By association, that's what's happening. I love doing work with business. Always have. That's great. On a personal note, if you were to go back in time, a decade or two, what advice would you give to your younger self? Well, I think I've always operated on the mantra of trust. So it's stick to your principles. And no matter what happens, good or bad, if you've stuck to them, you're going to be going down 
the path that you need to. That's good. And what is the one big takeaway that you could give to the entrepreneurs listening to this podcast? Well, I would say persistence. And I'm going to reiterate about sticking to principles. Be persistent. Just continue on. It will, no matter what you're going through at the time, whether it's good or bad, there's always going to be a next wave. So persistence gets you where you're where you need to be and your principles will guide you in how you get there. Karen, it's been such a pleasure to share some insights here today and learn more about BBB. Where can people find out more about you and contact you online? So we have a local BBB website. It's part of our bigger network, but the website is bbb.org. And from there, it will geolocate to your local BBB office. If you're in Saskatchewan or you set it to Saskatchewan, then the About Us tab will bring you to our local information. We also have a toll-free number for, for Saskatchewan again. It's one 352 Excellent. We'll definitely include the contact information along with the links to the website in this podcast. Thank you so much, Karen, for attending and coming on to the show today. And uh, we wish you the best. And you too. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening. And we hope you found this episode useful. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review. You can see more information and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode at saskentrepreneurs.com. That's S-A-S-K entrepreneurs.com. This episode is brought to you by TwoWeb. Growing your business online is overwhelming. At TwoWeb, we make it simple. Our agency has helped over 700 businesses and nonprofit organizations grow through digital marketing. Learn more and reach out to us at TwoWeb.ca.